The following podcast contains opinions of the participants and does not reflect the views and beliefs of the Verena Media Network. The network believes in a safe space for all ideas to be expressed without any censorship and on its duty to create such a platform for free speech. Listener discretion is strictly advised. This is the State of the Nation podcast. Welcome to all of our listeners. This is the State of the Nation podcast. Thank you for joining us once again this week. I'm Danny Dutanwasam. Um as we have mentioned within our first podcast, we'll be discussing uh, matters pertinent to Sri Lanka contemporary issues and discussing it from the angle of being pro Sri Lankan, what is beneficial for our country as a whole. And as usual, I'm joined by the host of the State of the Nation program on Adhana 24, Mahesh Jani. Welcome, Mahesh Jani. Thank you so much for joining me again. Thank you very much. It's weird when you say Mahesh Jani, Mahesh Jani, Mahesh Jani. Yeah, you usually call me Mahesh. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'll, I'll go to speaking, calling you Mahesh throughout this program. I guess, uh, Mahesh. A few things I want to, I think, uh, discuss with you today. And the first thing. is that we have been paying a bit of uh, attention i think just to get into the topic directly because i don't want to take too much time uh, providing a context to this but we have with us okay everyone understands there is a crisis situation um and most recently we've had our leaders or people who certain media organizations had identified as the most trustworthy individuals in uh, Are you referring, referring to that uh, particular social media post that went across yes. uh, stating who's the most trusted uh, public servant yes exactly uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, i think it was the central bank governor central bank governor yeah exactly so i think uh, divided opinions i guess in society about that uh, we'll we'll discuss that in in particular particularly with regards to that character who is the central bank governor now again you have had him on your show back in the day and we have really understood that his ethos back in the day was not something that we had a lot of criticism of but rather some actions that have taken place after his appointment as the governor and then his activities from that that point onwards now just to listen into one uh, certain aspect that sent a certain shiver actually down my spine when i heard it when i heard the beginning part this this was our president actually talking about how he doesn't have a plan for reform but rather he went on to say something else towards the end we'll just listen in as we continue what is the plan for reform frankly i have no plan for reform i don't know in the crisis the reforms can work to reform you have must have economy what do we face in the future whatever relief we get from our debtors multilateral creditors and also from the private creditors we have to pay this money back then remember for the next few years we have to borrow money our trade balance is not in our favor so are we going to rebuild the same structure and come down again much faster therefore i thought it's not worth reforming it so i personally have no plans for reform and the government will not have plans for reforms we want to build a new economy economy that will face 2050 is the private sector ready for it that's the only question i have to ask you are we ready for it are we going to take up the challenge shall we take the pain that comes with it Or are we going to hide again? What have we got first? We have to earn foreign exchange, foreign exchange, foreign exchange. Why can't we have a balance of trade? Why can't it be in a surplus? Can you put into a surplus? If not, we can't survive. If you want to survive and you have to compete with the world, then we have to be competitive. Not competitive. We've got to be highly competitive. We've got to join the rest of Asia. We've got to compete with China. We've got to compete with Japan. you got to compete with korea you got to compete with india can we build that can we create sectors which are competitive i ready to take that challenge are we ready to go to 2050 or do you want to go back to 1950 all right mahesh so the president says he doesn't have a plan of reform rather wants to build the country from the ground up now uh, again i i want to give you some time on this that is one aspect one sort of point of view and then here we have the central bank governor who i think most recently i think few days back just mentioned that in january the imf negotiations will be done we'll get our first uh, cohort or I, i don't know whatever whatever we'll be getting from the imf the installment yeah the first installment will happen so two uh, I, i don't know is it opposite or is it like parallel going lines of where we are going as a trajectory uh, what do you like what do you understand from all of this 
If we talk about our president, uh, the current president, Rani Wickremesing, and now supported by the Sri Lanka Pudujana Perumuna, we know where he was prior to all this, what his belief was. He was a more liberalized, more uh, more westernized kind of a leader, which, which I think uh, from my school days, um, you know, early 90s, uh, we've got to know this person like i got to know this person after uh, the assassination of then president uh, ranasinghe premadasa the father of the current opposition leader uh, he came into the foray uh, as the leader of the united national party and from that point onwards he had been trying to uh, he, he faced uh, two presidential elections and uh, he no i think even more than that uh, yeah, he yeah. continuously faced and he wanted to be the leader of this country but one of the things that was labeled back then uh, by the members of the current uh, sri lanka podujana peramuna uh, was uh, you know we know they were the sl slfp prior and then before that the the people's alliance uh, i think it was the people's alliance uh, initially back in early 90s and then it moved on to the united national uh, united uh, f- uh, i think it was upfa united people's freedom alliance uh, where uh, then president chandrika kumarathung actually got all all the people on board a lot of parties a lot of conservative parties uh, uh, got on board and and uh, now it it Uh, split the SLFP uh, split um, after the election in 2015 and uh, now here we are we have that the original uh, uh, people the Mahindra yeah. Rajpaksa uh, uh, like Mahindra Rajpaksa respects SWRD Bandaranaike and uh, uh, Sirmao Bandaranaike's ethos and values very to the letter yeah. he he's a believer of that despite the fact that president chandrika kumarathunga kind of deviated uh, from that very much uh, um because she was she was more westernized and more liberal despite the fact that she came to a conservative political party and one of the reasons for her to have a very uh, uh, troublesome time during her um, entire presidency both terms uh, was basically because you know she was fight in fighting uh, because there was this conservative movement within the party and um, then you have this uh, entire uh, viewpoints of her she wants to make sri lanka more liberalized more more uh, current more more um, you know thinking in in line with the world which is not a bad thing but then later on we understood everybody who comes here uh, with the you know message of peace we come in peace to tell you uh, how you can live a better life uh, kind of fell fat, flat on its face because people sri lankan people understood okay mm, this is not we still need our rice and curry we still need our, yeah. you know um, the way the, we the roots. live yeah exactly it's much better that's why you see uh, anybody who migrates to australia or anybody might they they go they take their culture with them they tell the, take the sri lankanism with them and they live in, in that manner so come coming to the point the current president after he became the president he's he one thing that i saw this is my personal belief is that he was never uh he was not acting uh from the point of view who ranil wickremesinghe was prior like the leader of the unp uh, former prime minister when he was in the liberalized uh, very much you know that that type of uh, uh, an individual we started seeing a patriotic person who's actually not taking a lot of decisions that is harmful for the country even with the IMF yeah, he is dealing so what he said in that particular voice card where he said i don't ha- I, i don't have a plan to reform what is done right now but i because I, i what is done right now is not the way we need to do things which is something we can agree right because for something i have said uh, on state of the nation uh, on the television show uh, is that you know we've been doing this um, this entire economic collapse despite the fact that this colombo liberals are trying to pin it on the rajapaksas they contributed they definitely contributed it is not their fault and 
pinning it on Gotabe Rajpaksa is the biggest joke I've heard. Because yes, he didn't do anything about it. He just sat there and he let everybody come and protest as much as they want. I don't know, he went on a completely different, um, I don't know, wavelength and a mentality. We, we, we didn't see that Rajpaksa, the Gotabe Rajpaksa defense secretary being the president kind of lost the plot halfway through the game. And he was, I don't know, uh, we know that there were lots of conversation where he says, uh, where a lot of people are saying he was more interested in safeguarding, um, you know, what America wanted to do or or how he would be perceived around the world. Uh, there's only one person who can answer those questions. He's, that is Gurave Rajpaksa. He has never been um, on a media show, uh, on a talk show, on a television show since he left office, um, since he was chaser out of office. And he, he never gave us his side of the story. So that is something we need to look for. And um, that would be interesting to find out what exactly happened. There are stories, uh, rumors running around. Uh, none of those, you know, we can't verify them. We don't know the truth, uh, the exact truth to it, what happened behind closed doors and all those things. Uh, so that uh, that particular uh, uh, person left and here comes uh, uh, Ronnie Wickremessing and he says um, something very tangibly credible. What he says is, uh, guys, we can't do this exactly the way we've been doing for the past eight, uh, 70 uh, four years. I keep getting uh, wrong the number uh, since we got yeah. <laughs> independence. I think I, I, I <clears throat> said the wrong number back in um, television. Yeah, 80 years yeah. Uh, is what I referred, but really it's going to be 75 next year. So uh, in that, he's he been saying our economic policy was faulty. It was not helping us to be Singapore or be Malaysia or be the UK or be the US. It's, it was just bogging us down with debt. Now, there is no point in reforming something erroneous, which is exactly what he's trying to refer to. And, and I agree. I, I agree there is no point in taking something absolutely wrong, uh, a system that is absolutely wrong and reforming it in a manner thinking, oh my God, if we apply this particular formula, it might work in this way. You can do the trial and error thing, absolutely. And and this is something I've been telling uh, all throughout is the fact that Sri Lanka is a very young democracy. We're just 75 years old. We've been, uh, um, you know, despite the fact that it looks very old in terms of a human uh, yeah, age, yeah. Uh, as a country, we are such a young, very young uh, democracy. Only 75 years of us being, you know, by ourselves trying to figure out how to live our lives. But there have been, I mean, obviously there are countries who have done tremendously well in a very short period of time uh, because they, the, the amount of people that they had to deal with was much more smaller. Uh, I'm referring to Singapore because Singapore's yeah. uh, independence was, uh, I think, even lower than our, lower uh, than the, the time But I frame. think well, what they mentioned is they didn't have to, the, the unity issue didn't come up yeah, as much. Yeah, exactly. As so we went through so much of things. We are fighting. We have lots of ethnicities. We, are, we have lots of political parties. We don't have the two-way system. We have like a multiple uh, plethora of uh, political ideology getting, uh, you know, it's good. This is what needs to happen. Uh, if you look at 70 years since independence of America, you will see they were, you know, fighting war up in the north, down south. They were segregated uh, so badly, you know, issues in terms of, uh, you know, um, African-Americans and what, how they had to go through. What Which kind are of prevalent like to this day as well. Exactly. Racism. Despite the fact that they t teach us uh, about, you know, how to live our lives uh, with regard to our ethnicities, you know, you, they, they don't give a damn about uh, um, uh, African-Americans or, or even the other cultures. My God, uh, during COVID, how many uh, Chinese individuals who were, who were born in the United States had to go through so much of uh, abuse, uh, abuse uh, because they look, uh, I mean, Trump didn't help with his rhetoric either, but there was so much of uh, things in, in, in that manner. Now, coming back to what the president said, I agree. I agree. We need we have to look at a completely different system because this system did not work for us. It brought us to this point. Danidu, uh, look at uh, yesterday. Uh, it was the, the budget reading uh, occurred. 
Okay. And uh, just look at our parliamentary system. We went through such hardships. There was an Aragalea. There was so much of protest around the country. Um, I still uh, hold my view with regard to how it was perceived. And a lot of people are now learning uh, and understanding what I said was right initially. Uh, in that sense, do you see a changed parliament? Do you see a, 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 a changed politicians in our country? Yeah. They say things that is good for a voice cut. Yeah. Look at what Sajid Premadas is doing. Where is his, uh, uh, you know, need, his, his, his oomph to change this country? He's more interested in getting power somehow. Not only him, his entire political party. Dr. Harsha Silva, someone I have criticized a lot. He has been telling, no, no, you have to run this economy like this, that, this, that. During the whole Aragalia season, my God, he was the one, the liberals, you know, God and saviour when it comes to economic theories. I remember he had tweeted once, I think uh, there was a conversation about Dr. Nandala trying to resign. And Dr. Harsha would be like, uh, wait for a while longer, sort of like yeah, yeah, yeah. the fact that he, they are coming he, to power. So yeah, exactly, exactly. And then here, here the president is asking, "Come, unite, let's let's do this together." Shouldn't that be? be uh, I mean, that entire concept should be the way to to govern this country, right? None of those politicians in, in power. Dr. Harsha Deselva was invited multiple times to come and sit and uh, be the finance minister. Multiple times. It's o- I personally know. Openly in parliament as well. Yeah, exactly. I think uh, we uh, remember uh, Minister uh, Sabri Yeah, exactly. Didn't even move an inch. Why? Because he knows he, as long as he stays in the opposition, he can scream, shout, do whatever the heck he wants, but he has no responsibility. We know how he governs when he was in power. 2015 to 2019. Go look at the records. Nobody wants to look at that. Because during that time, he was the economic advisor. He was not the finance minister. Uh, not economic advisor, I think. Um, State uh, deputy, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, so in, the, in that, but he was, uh, he was very much part and parcel with the economic policies of our country at that from 2015 to 2019. The, 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 the things he used to say, uh, I mean, watch, uh, for, you know, past State of the Nation episodes, you will see the stuff that he used to say during 2015 to 2019. So we can also give him the benefit of the doubt. He would have learned from his mistakes. Good. Now come and perform. No, they need to go for an election. Okay, election is the best way. Haven't we had elections whenever we... That was our DNA every... I think this is the time. I don't know whether you... I mean, you can't remember because you were not born at the time. But I remember every single time back in the 90, early 90s and mid 90s when Chandrika Kumar Thunga was in power, when, when uh, <laughs> mind you, Radhika Vikramasinghe became the prime minister from an election. Yes. Okay. From an election. He became, uh, he came, came to power. I think it was a UNF government. And president was Chandrika Kumar Thunga. Prime minister was Rani Vikramasinghe. He came to power uh, um, you know, through an election. At that time, the constitution was as such, you can dissolve the parliament uh, after one year. Guess what? Chandrika Kumarathunga, the former president, opted to do. Exactly when the time passed, the stipulated amount in the constitution passed, he was, uh, I think he went to the United States for a, for a, Visit. I don't know whether it was a state visit or a normal visit. <laughs> During the time he was meeting, uh, I think it was George Bush. Mm. I, I distinctively remember this because there was, um, uh, uh, you know, the news was uh, as such that he came out from the White House. He spoke to the reporters. And when he was coming to Sri Lanka, he lost his premiership. So every single time we got rid of, whenever we do, you know, went and, you know, wasted money so much to do elections because elections are not cheap. We haven't found a mechanism to do cheap uh, elections. Um, I mean, when it comes to uh, yeah. financial, financial. Uh, aspect of it. <clears throat> but apparently now they are suggesting we need to go to an election. And then why? I'll tell you the reason why the SJB is trying their level best to go to go for an election right now. Why? To, 
take advantage of like the current exactly yeah. right now let's say uh we go for an election at the stipulated uh, um period i think in 2024 but parliamentary elections are i think in 2025 yeah. uh presidential in 2024 so if we go in 2024 it gives this current government some leeway to solve the problem and they can go back and actually uh you know say we are the ones who fixed it Uh, or, or said whatever the rhetoric they're going going to say, but at that moment the number of seats the SJB can get continues to dis- decrease because people will change their mind by that time. So right now, right now there is there is pain, there is anger, there is you know you can ride that wave. Yeah. Uh, um, the Samak uh, Janabalvegi knows that very well, and they won't use that. and that is how they're thinking danilo they're thinking how can i milk this situation to get more seats in parliament and if that i mean it is perfectly okay if they're doing that to solve the problem but what kind of solutions are they talking about right now zero zero solutions dr harsha disilva has not given any type of a road map or or a solution nothing criticism to the sky the limit of the sky every single thing that is done initially they told go to the imf go to the imf okay so after they uh, went to the imf oh too late you went to the imf too late okay now the, uh, deals are going on uh, discussions are going on everything is coming and now they're coming we are uh, uh, the cbsl governor is saying you know by uh, january we will get the first thing. oh no 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 you have now nicely done a, a, a agreement that is that is not good for the country okay Come on, pick a side. For f- I don't know. <laughs> for what sake? I mean, yeah. you would know yeah. what yeah. I would yeah. like to say there. <laughs> But you know, pick a side and stick to it. We are so tired. People of this country is so tired seeing our politicians changing their mind on both sides of the aisle. Okay, yeah. you look at look at the Podujana Peramuna. My God. Poduchana Peramuna came to power I think back back in 2017 or 2018 when the local government local elections yeah? yeah from that they rode to power like on a golden horse people served every single thing they possibly could local government they served it in that election they gave the majority to the SLPP and that was a new party mind you at that time Okay, they split from uh, uh, SLFP. For the first time ever. Yeah, the first time, uh, first election, Sri Lanka put the Jana Peramuna people. Okay, they got that. Twenty twenty seventeen or eighteen, and then twenty nineteen. My God, this man Gotabe Rajpaksa, who I actually thought would be the leader, who would put this country on the right track, was served the highest number of votes. Yeah. a single individual in the history of this nation has received not the percentage the oh, vote tally the number of that means i think uh, 6.9 million yeah. individuals in this country chose him yeah and what did he do bapkis nothing he sat there and he went on i don't know i don't know whether i'm sorry to say whether he was smoking something really good <laughs> in that uh, you know at his home because i don't know he lost the plot everybody was asking where is the gotabe rajapaksa that we thought is going to take over we saw a little bit of it the glimpse of him during the covid period after that nothing nothing you ask him he will scream and shout and tell you 150 things but what needs to occur did not occur so that was sri lanka podijana perumuna Okay, and then we started seeing, despite the fact they were, you know, I had lots of guests on my show, uh, lots of ministers coming uh, and telling, no, 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 there is no split, there is no split. We knew there was a split because it was so evident. Yeah. There was a Gotabe clan and there was a M- MR clan. That's what we've been, uh, we've been very well seeing, in, you know, uh, in our social circles. Yeah, and we know that they were infighting as well. I think. you would have seen that clip 
uh, parliamentarian who they government pillar coming on my show and saying yes. um, <laughs> what gotabe rajpakse is his character prior to the election what's his character is he's he's mahathir mohammed uh, he's lee kuan yew he's um, i think uh, he uses uh, you know a lot of people if you put all of them together that is gotabe rajpakse apparently got our rajpaks in his presidency couldn't figure out he who he should be or oh, am i going to be mahathir mohammed or am i going to be lee kuan yew multiple personalities <laughs> yeah exactly i think he multiple you know uh, personality disorder <laughs> kind of took over and he, he nothing worked okay that's why he, i mean you we saw that okay but they were not honest to the people yeah there is a level of honesty you need to bring into politi- uh, politics you got to tell now that who's milking that situation of their dishonesty the dishonesty of the SLP, slpp is now being uh, milked by the current president who's being honest okay uh, i'm sorry to say the uh, former governor also um, uh, ajit nimad kabra uh, he was also not honest that central bank administration was not honest they were not giving detail now who's milking that situation the current governor the current governor comes and tells everything internal external uh, to the people yeah so there are that kind of issues so but the thing is i'm glad the current president said this system ain't working i know everybody is talking about system change but nobody knows how to change it yeah now people not not, not i'm i'm i really want people to know of this country these ngo clans who comes with agendas these look at these characters and their previous performances okay lots of people are coming with you know all these uh, ideas you know things and like those are all i i will guarantee you if you follow the money you will know the real devil you would see who is behind it and why they are doing it that is never none of those ngos in colombo everybody is coming like you know these people look at their face you know these persons were the ones who actually uh, did this look at there is um, i think it was uh, jordan peterson who said when someone tells you who they are believe them <laughs> because the initial time when they meet you and they tell you who they are believe them don't come up with your uh, you know uh, various uh, you know uh, versions of them yeah. what they say believe them yeah. and then tally it with their actions and they will tell you who they really are every person right in kalambo all these issues even i think it was two days back uh, on big focus i saw people coming up all the buggers who led the whole you know destruction of this country are coming up and saying uh, rata godadam yeah okay goda no 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 not godadam godayamu wala hmm. kapala now go, they make the wall the whole they did they, they basically created it now they're telling people up you go damn so this the these not them people by themselves if you, if you are listening to the this just do your own research do not even listen to me please don't listen to me okay i'm i'm, I'm not the author. i'm i'm expressing what i solely feel by myself and you have said this on your show like exactly <laughs> do not believe me you do i'm i'm just showcasing you a, a, a path yeah so you do your research you go ahead and have a look at it by yourself because information is available if you want to know why we are in debt right now look at the uh, amount of uh, debt we've taken and who who has taken that if the isbs are the problem go ahead and look at the records that stipulates who took those okay so look at all that information it is available do your own research and come to get but the thing is this don't get one sided information get multiple sided information you might not like it you might not like it it might not feel good in your body to hear that but you got to go beyond that because that that particular feeling you have when you hear different opinions and it it, it irritates you that is the reason we are here 
because your inability to listen to different viewpoints is the reason we are here. Everybody started, you know, as soon as they come out from college because of their father, okay, had a political viewpoint. They get into that political viewpoint without even looking blindly. They, it's blind. You know, my, this is where I, I want to talk. My, my father, despite the fact that he was a priest, and my mother too, currently, even right now, UNP Kanu. Hmm. UNP Kanu. I remember distinctly, this is like etched in my mind. I think there was a power cut back in 1993. Or I think it was soon after Chandrika came to power. There was like, I think we were out of power for three days. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was like a massive power cut. And my father used to, my God... Mm-hmm. you know, say all the things under the sun about Chandrika Kumarathunga and how she need to get out of office. Okay? And and, and that Ronnie Wickerwissinger would be the one to solve the problem. And that was, but I became, I'm not in that particular viewpoint anymore because I started questioning, the, no, no, no. I can't have blind faith. So that is what, what is important. You know, have that multiple side of information coming to you so you will actually take a right decision. A lot of people are accusing me, blaming me and telling me lots of things that you are a Rajpaksa bootlicker. No. I, I, I mean, like, if you actually looked at my shows, I have criticized them and they need to be criticized very vocally. Yeah. Okay, even in that uh, show back in April, the part that was relevant that everybody was omitting the journalists our friends who can't you know who wanted to milk the situation they omitted that part where I was screaming at Gotabe none of that so that's why I'm saying the president says that that's okay I think he actually has has a point because this is not working and we got to do away with this whole economic theories and this is patchwork no we've been Oh, oh, that doesn't... Okay, let's take off this and put this. That entire switchboard is has now collapsed. Yeah. We've changed, changed the switches from the original version of it and we don't even identify what is there right now. So we got to do away with that switchboard and come up with a really new one because that new one should be from the point of how it's going to make us... I mean, forget about Singapore... At least if we can be like Bangladesh, okay, how if we can be like Maldives, you know, think in that manner. Every single time, I mean, that, please, like, there's no point in aiming such high in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, we can, like, United States, no, that economy is also collapsing. China, very strong. South Korea, very strong. Because they took all the, you know, accurate decisions at the time that is required and it was very hard for them you know about south korea yeah, yeah. during d- during that entire uh, uh, you know economic collapse they went through such hardships people didn't have food to eat i mean it was massively bad at that particular time yeah and you know how they came out <clears throat> similar situation to china that is exactly so we have all the, those kinds of uh, examples around us in our region that worked for our kind of culture so we got to think in that particular manner and apply those. Uh, I think that that would be the best way to go ahead. Yeah. Um, Mahesh, now, I mean, like you opened the door to so many things that I want to ask you. But uh, I want to talk with you about China a bit. Before that, I want to get a small clarification from something you mentioned, and it was about the current central bank governor now. Mm-hmm. Not, again... I don't think this program or any of your programs have been uh, targeting an individual. That is not what we are doing. We are targeting principles and what, uh, how damaging or how beneficial that will be for the country. Uh, I think we were discussing this uh, recently as well about the entire default aspect. There was a figure called Ajit Nivad Kabral and then there's Dr. Nanda Alvira Singha, one person who's trying not to default at all means and one person who did default. How different do you think the conversation would have been if Ajit Nivad Kabral defaulted and not Dr. Nandala? Would we hear the same sort of praise of Dr. Nandala? Because we saw even the former finance minister, Ali Sabri, was 
had mentioned i believe in a recent news article saying you know he uh, dr nandula doesn't have resign if if at all if anyone has to resign he will resign in sort of defense of the central bank governor so that sort of protection existed a huge vacuum will that same exist if ajit timad kabral decided to defend we both know uh, and everybody uh, anyone listening also knows that that's that that'll never happen because who wanted uh, nandalal virasinghe it was the liberal clan they were pitching and they wanted someone who was who was who has imf uh, uh, as some organization that is in deliverance to all problems worldwide yeah. someone who thinks like that who, who worships the imf so they wanted someone like that and they got that person perfectly okay if imf is going to solve our problems hats off i will be one of those people who will take a malwatti and go uh, and worship the imf on a daily basis the we know with examples all around the world which i also presented uh, in all my state of the nation programs that it is not uh, the reason is very simple imf has one theory despite the fact that everybody is thinking like you know imf understands sri lanka imf does not understand sri lanka they have no clue how our culture is what kind of mentality we have what kind of a thinking pattern we have how we feel about it you know our culture is never considered into it we have been asked to do certain things that works in a western culture actually it has never worked in a western culture either okay there are simple small programs that have worked and IMF will be talking high and mighty about it but the rest is not country wise why don't you hear good examples of IMF yeah there's no in the conversation exactly why don't you hear that because the IMF should be the organization that should be screaming so loud atop the uh, atop from a mountain stating yo this is a country that worked well when we when they applied every single thing we said that is a country that worked well we don't we don't hear that do we what we keep hearing is the failures greek greece argentina ghana uh there are plethora of countries even south, even south korea even south korea if you move back there are more exactly. examples that show up so every single because the thing is this there was a good uh, uh, statement made by the former governor uh, where he said you know you don't know who makes those decisions at the imf you can't hold them accountable and you can't hold them accountable and 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 the best part is uh it could be a kid who came from an Ivy League uh, college in the United States who has you know really high thing has no zero clue about Sri Lankan people i'm pretty sure uh, most of the people if you go and ask them now they might know but you know initially if they they might they, oh, oh, oh i mean you go and speak to them and say about Sri Lanka they might say oh you're part of india you know <laughs> they don't so they are applying uh, they're trying uh, trying to tell us to apply a solution that will you know apparently they think is magic it has never worked 16 times 17 times we've been going back and forth back and forth back and forth because the reason is it doesn't work with our people we got to find solutions within ourselves okay when somebody is coming up with a homegrown solution it is laughed upon by this dumbest form of in- intellectual people who say that they're so you know that the intelligent they they know everything within the colombo circles yeah. mind you yeah okay but doesn't have i mean <laughs> you remember we went for a women's day program yeah uh, i think uh, was it this year or last i think it was this year this year this year, this year. This year. Yeah. Uh, we went and and there was a a, a, a university lecturer yeah a lady okay? in psychology yeah i i don't know what she was yeah. you you saw how she spoke right and you saw what she said she came and said my country has been reduced to these kind of things because of fake promises i don't know um that entire event was uh, as such it was projected to say that if the a lady was the president 
how would they run the country? And then yeah. they gave uh, uh, certain uh, speakers to come up and uh, give their point of view. And this this university lecture, this university, this, you know, supposed to be the very, you know, the best in 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 the education sector who is shaping our young minds. She comes and says, our country is reduced to this and that because of fake promises. Our president is so bad because... It, uh, they gave promises that they cannot keep, and then moves on to give all you know, a, a list of uh, uh, fairy tale promises. Yeah, and she him, herself can't see how ironic what she's telling. How ironic what she's telling. She's so blind. In order to understand, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I'm criticizing promises. Okay, I'm going and tell, giving the same kind of promises. That's the sad part about it. Yeah. And and that is exactly what I'm saying right now. IMF has been, you know, uh, we will continue to talk about this and people will try to realize because, uh, like I said in, in previous occasions, I think even in the last po- podcast is the fact that, you know, getting fooled is in the Sri Lankan DNA, sadly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we get fooled every time. I, I don't know when we will learn our lesson, but I think... We might, as we go on, one day we will get tired of being uh, fooled as, as, as a society, as a nation. And then we will start doing the right thing because how much ever we like, how much ever we criticize the politicians. Everybody's criticizing the politicians. Everybody's criticizing the parliamentarians. Come on, man. The simplicity is the fact that we put them there. Yeah. Our vote got them there. So we should have done much, much, much more. Okay, yes, they have not created a good conducive environment where I can be happy and living a, a, a very dignified life. Absolutely true. Okay, so let's say it happened in my, like a, a person lives at least 75 years, which means they will at least have around five, six, seven elections in that, I mean, in, in Sri Lanka, even more. So the first one you got it wrong, shouldn't you correct it in the second one? The second one you got it wrong? I mean, like, if by any chance you have one person saying, I'm going to do this, A, B, C, D, and that person did not do that, why are you going and picking that same damn person the next time? Because of party affiliations? Oh, yeah. What has that got you? Because if you are, if you are the person who's going back into a bank for a loan, and then every single time you are the one who's living a very miserable life, and every person who you voted is having a better life than you, you got to ask yourself a question, what the hell is going on here? And, and that should be the guiding force for you in the next election. This guy did not keep his promise. So sorry, I'm not going to vouch for you. I'm not going to give you, despite the fact that he is a party affiliation or whatever. We got to do that and we haven't done it. And here we are blaming every single person under the sun except yourself. I am responsible for that. You are responsible for that. Every single person in this country is responsible for that. We can't come up and say this entire excuses of politicians did this, that. They come on, come on. It's enough. It is enough. We got to think better. We got to think better and elect leaders who are who 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 we can hold accountable. Everybody's saying, "Oh, politicians are so corrupt, this and that." Yes, you know. So why are you voting for that person again? Yeah. It is all across the board. Huh? All across the board. We can talk about issues why they are doing it. You know, poverty. You can't be bothered to go through a proper system because if you go through the proper system, you would not benefit. But if you go through the, uh, you know, the, 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 the wrong way, the erroneous way, you get, you, you get the benefits. Okay. I, again, I come back to that, that particular campaign that is running on Derana, Venasa Apivemu. That is, that is basically it right now. So even when it comes to, uh, you know, with regard to the current CBSL governor, I, I had him uh, on my program on Get Real, I think, back in 2019. No, I think 
was it tw- I think it yeah. was tw- 2019 yeah. before the election yeah he was a deputy governor back then and uh, he he basically said we can only run for about two years he was right his assessment was right he he came and told that in, on my program because the current path we are going is not going to work so he was right his assessment was right now that particular way if he is assessing right now then i'm happy about it but the the decision he took about defaulting he needs to answer to the current public because if he decided to default and bring this country's image to a very stressful very unrecoverable situation then he got to make sure that he will toe the line to the point where he get us out from this crisis that responsibility lies with him and I, and I, i'm not going to criticize him in a very harsher way because we have to give him time yeah okay we have to give him time despite that so he is saying we have to continue on this path he has taken certain necessary action so it got to deliver results and we have to give some time for him to uh, bring those results okay uh, he's he he i mean i hope he understands defaulting how many 22 million people's lives lives yeah <coughs> and and now we're talking about a domestic debt default as well exactly okay so all that i hope he is keeping that in mind not 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 textbooks and theories and things like that so whatever he says right now in terms of okay we got to do with uh, we have follow this path we we can get out of this crisis but whatever he says he got to deliver because if he can't deliver then i will i will make sure that i will criticize him and 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 tell the people alert the people that the bs he used to say because right now defaulting if anybody in this country especially the the neanderthal liberals okay uh, all those uh, uh, radical buggers who are thinking oh no 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 that was right thing that was exactly what the imf wanted imf wanted that how much ever people are trying to say no 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 oh this is what was the right thing to no imf wanted sri lanka to default yeah why because there was a geopolitics at play which people are so dumb not to understand china was here china and the united states have a massive cold war going on and sri lanka is ground zero for one of that in 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 our region why belt and road initiative port city my god if the port city was successful that that tells the world China's investment is successful and there will be a plethora of countries who will align with China. United States don't want that. They had to do everything in their power to make sure that the Belt and Road Initiative is hammered. Yeah. <clears throat> made sure that it is completely uh, you know re- reduced to dust. just like how the port city is right now it's just dust yeah, there's no uh, construction there they hammered the sea route of the uh, uh, belt and road initiative sri lanka is one of the key investments in the in the sea route guess who is there in the uh, um, uh, the land route for the uh, belt and road initiative is the bangladesh yeah. pakistan pakistan yeah. pakistan got hammered as well yeah so these are geopolitics at play i mean everybody's praising the american ambassador just look at look at how she, how she was involving herself in in our country's affairs during the time of the aragale just analyze that and try to figure out what the hell did she do? i mean not a single other ambassador you take the uk european uh, all, all the westernized uh, ambassadors they were very very quiet and very poised and they were every single time when they had to say something they were saying we are watching the situation we are watching the situation we don't want people to you know go into uh, they were giving that advice what is this one was saying 
active involvement and we had we we saw all the people who were you know being called to the american embassy to meet the ambassador to talk about social media activism oh yeah of course we're so stupid we don't understand what was go- what is going on they're the stupidest people on the planet when we look at it oh yeah they are talking about social media activism how well can sri lanka actually you know use uh, facebook use twitter use that social media space in order to benefit yeah my if i you know my left foot <laughs> compared to that to my right foot okay so i mean that is the bunkum that we heard from these individuals and 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 we are supposed to blindly take it oh my god yes oh yeah she loves this country no she does not love america she's not doing america's dirty jobs she loves this country yeah that's what we are supposed to think and blindly apply that and worship her as a hero in short, why i mean i was thinking during that particular period who's the president <laughs> Who's the person? Did 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 something actually happen uh where suddenly we changed our constitution and we had president Julie Chang. <laughs> Because it, it it was like that, right? During that time. There was an interesting tweet I saw from I think a pro-nationalistic person who was like the who tagged Julie Chang as the governor general of Sri Lanka during exactly. that time. Exactly. <laughs> She acted like that. Yeah. Isn't she? going to meet the president on a daily basis calling the president i i heard a rumor a rumor not i i'm not have verified this i have no idea about it uh, i don't know but i heard a rumor on the night prior to the president fleeing this country president gotabaya rajapaksa julie chang called more than 30 times that night and there was only one request resign you resigning is the solution you resigning we're supposed to i mean again i'm telling you that's just a rumor i heard yeah. i have no verification process i have no person coming up and giving me the evidence because if there's evidence i'll be the first to expose that but nothing of that so just a rumor but then we can actually put one and one together right how many times did she meet the president a president go to be rajapaksa How many times is she meeting the current president? Why didn't is is she not meeting the current president the way she met Gotabaya Rajapaksa? Yeah, because the current president chased her away. <laughs> Don't come to tell us about uh, how to run our country. Go b- uh, and look back at your own. Yeah, how racism and everything uh, uh, occurs in your country. First, first change that there. I mean, look at if you're talking about the United States and its leadership, <sighs> Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> again i don't know whether he knows he's alive <laughs> somebody should tell him but uh, anyway so that is what i'm saying so if if the, we should give i mean like in all honesty we should hope for the best and give this current governor a chance but <laughs> just to push back on that we we did give him a chance he has he's been in power for more than the tenure of the previous governor no we have to wait until the results comes he right. says next year we're going towards uh, i think it was in january uh, we are getting the, the uh yeah that we oh definitely that that is not the issue but then the, the governor says uh, uh we expect the inflation to reach 4 to 5% by end of next year uh that means it uh, it is it is going down right yeah so if it is going down um mm, So wait uh, this is uh, what is this report this report is from uh, one of the news items uh, the CBSL governor said that the average inflation which was at a value of 70% two months ago uh, has now decreased to 66% and the full inflation which was at 95% has decreased to 85% he further stated that within the existing fiscal policies this figure is expected to reach 4 to 5% by the end of the next year from 70% to 4 to 5%. This is said in November if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. This is taken. I mean, oh yeah, November 17th yeah. the news article comes out and um he says that. So yeah, so let's let's give him time up until the uh, exact deadlines he himself has given. Yeah. 
okay, and see. Because the thing is this, now, I know liberals can't wait to give anybody a time. They can't. But we are not, right? We are not liberals, no. We are we are pro-nationalistic. We are uh, uh, conservative kind of uh, uh, like-minded people. Yeah. But we can give them a chance and then hold them accountable. We can do that. And that's what I'm saying. We will give this guy a chance and see. Because the thing is, he predicted this entire crisis on my show. Yeah. Okay, he, he predicted, he said we, we can maximally run two years. That's what he said. I remember this. And I, I pushed back at him and said, what are you talking? Okay, tourism is coming. This is happening. We have so much of projects. Okay, but he said, no, if we go in this particular path, anybody wants to, um, you know, revisit that that program, please go and, uh, you know, go to, um, I think, other than 24. Yeah, we can provide the links on the description. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and have a look. He said this. He predicted it is very hard for us to go. And he was right. So I hope in all honesty, every policy that he's taking right now is based on him thinking about Sri Lanka and doing what is right by Sri Lanka, for Sri Lanka, for all Sri Lankans. Okay, And it is nothing to do that he's been pushed back by the IMF or some kind of a political stance or some kind of anything of that nature. I, I really honestly hope that's the case. But he has now, again, just like what he told to me back uh, two years back, he's now saying it's going to come down to 4 to 5%. So let's, I mean, it's a good thing, right? Yeah. If it comes down to 4 to 5%, my God, that's a good thing. Mm. And then we can actually celebrate him as the most successful governor. Yeah. Okay? During a crisis, he took, took the helm and he did it. But the defaulting, I hope, I mean, I don't know why he said because there was no money in the coffers is the reason that he defaulted. It, it, it sounds like the. I think the former governor pushed back on that and said that that is not how you calculate it. Yeah. It is not about the money that you have in the bank. It's about the inflows of money um, to to determine whether are you going to you know everything is going to be bleak in another few uh, months and there is no way I can pay this. If that is the case, then you can. But that has to be uh, because I think according to the constitution, you have to get approval by the parliament to default, right? Yes, is that, is that, cabinet approval and then... You yeah, you have to get the cabinet <laughs> approval and then you have to get the parliamentary approval. Yeah. You need to go to go and tell uh, the representatives of the people, yeah. um, sorry, there's no money we got to... I think he did it after he defaulted. Uh, he had a... He just a, informed the parliament. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know about the constitution. That it, I, I might be wrong on this, yeah. but uh, as far as I remember, you have to get approval from the parliament to default. Yeah. So mm, some are saying this is an illegal way of defaulting uh, because it was just the CBSL governor, the former finance minister, um, the current uh, foreign minister, and then then the President uh, Gotabi Rajpaksa. Uh, I mean... Gotabi Rajpaksa would have also been mindful. No, if the, is this? I mean, he he should. If he was thinking about, you know, how his image was being perceived, uh, MIB. You know, I need to respect human rights and be like this, and you know, be quiet and let everybody protest and do this and that and all those things. And you know, everybody will tell I'm the best president. Blah blah blah. He he should have thought. No, when uh, you're defaulting, <laughs> oh my God, after seven presidents. I am the guy who is going to declare this country is bankrupt officially. Yeah. And that is going to be my legacy. Anybody talks about Gotabe Rajpaksa, they're not going to talk about, you know, oh my God, he, he made Colombo, you know, the most beautiful city in South Asia. He made this, he made that, he ended the war. Nobody's going to talk about it that now. He basically will be spoken as if the president who fled this country people of this country chased him away. That's his legacy. Yeah. If he's okay with it, then it's okay. But I'm not. I I hoped for him for a lot. I think you remember, right? Yeah. Um, on the day that election, I was on air, <laughs> uh, uh, announced the election results, and you were, I think, was just uh, joined there, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and you were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I, I came and actually, you know, informed you that Gotabe Rajpaksa has won. And I mean, we both felt, oh my God, we got this right, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we all felt, 6.9 million people felt. 
we got this right damn it finally mm. and then he <laughs> didn't do any damn thing and that's his legacy yeah. if he's okay with it i have nothing to <laughs> say beyond that it i think um, a very productive sort of conversation we've had a lot of important things that we discussed but i have like so many other things that we can really take up within the coming weeks as well um but i think listening to this program again one can reflect upon the journey that this uh, country has come where we are and and the food for thought that we really need to like think about the essentials the essential food that we need to be taking in about what our decisions are going to look like in the coming future if our leaders aren't going to do it we'll have to do it uh thank you mahesh for joining me on this week uh, hopefully we can have another conversation like this next week as well well uh, it all depends on you then you <laughs> you are the big kahuna on this so all right. it's all up to you <laughs> thank you again mahesh for joining me and i'd like to thank all of our listeners for joining us join us again next week as we break down a few other topics that are that involves you and me that is essentially changing the trajectory of this country i hope everyone has a productive week ahead and we'll meet again next week